Hi there. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Sasha. And I'm Notch. This week, we still haven't set up our new segment cues for uh, this year's episode, so we're going to take you through a quick ride of what happened in the NWSL, MLS, Premier League, Bundesliga, the U.S. women's team, and much, much more. Just me and Sasha this week. Caleb is off in uh, Texas. I'm going to be in Texas soon, but I'm not going to be where he is. He's going to be in Houston. I'm going to be near Austin. Uh, do you think I should? we should meet in the between? Like, I think actually you should make a detour to New Mexico and watch New Mexico United play in Albuquerque. I know oh, that's out okay. of the way. A little bit out of the way. Also, are they playing this week? <laughs> no. Okay. That, we have to stay there for a few months. Which would be really inconvenient, I think, for both of us. Well, it would be con- it would be convenient if you stay there for the weather right now. Right. <laughs> Maybe we could like have the We Call It Soccer house, you know, like Caleb and I could just buy ourselves a house over there. You could join us. We could all just sit in New Mexico and record. Our like people over here are like, "What the fuck are you doing? Come back!" Yeah. Like, you need to like contribute to your household. What's going on? Um, I think I think that would be a lot of fun. But hey, we have quite a bit to talk about this week, Sasha. Our notes are very long. They are overflowing with yeah. uh, information. All the transfers. Yeah. <laughs> All the draft picks in the NWSL. Yes. All the upsets from European soccer. Man, uh, you watched more of European soccer this week than I did. So let's let's start with something that I feel a little bit better about, which is the NWSL. NWSL had, uh, oh, by the way, listeners, if you didn't catch that in the intro, we're not going to do segments again this week. I need to find new segment cues for all of us, and I need Sasha and Caleb in the same room so that we can decide on what they are. Um, we, we, As you know, we, we do new segment cues every year. So uh, for this episode, again, you're just going to get a quick run through all the news so that uh, we can we can bring you a brand new version of the, the, the 2020. Hindsight is 2020, so we call it soccer is also 2020. New 2020 version will be coming soon but hey jumping into nwsl news some bonkers uh draft shenanigans with the nwsl college draft a bunch of trades early on um where first of all uh, the red stars acquired rachel hill from the orlando pride in exchange for the number three and number 26 draft picks and a whole bunch of allocation money but hey don't look now because chicago just traded uh, the number three and their number two draft pick to the Sky Blues in exchange for number four and number five draft pick and some allocation money. And then Chicago flipped that number two draft pick, uh, or sorry, Sky Blues uh, flipped that number two draft pick to uh, to Portland. So, or was it Chicago? I, I, was, I was hoping it was going to come all the way back to Chicago. Yeah, so, like it's a bunch of stuff happened. Let's just put it this way, okay? Which is that the order that the teams picked in turned out to be uh, Portland, Portland, Orlando, Washington Spirit, Sky Blues, North Carolina, Orlando, Utah, Rain. And uh, so with the first two picks, Portland picked up Sophia Smith, we've talked about in the last couple of episodes of this podcast. Uh, she is starting ready, as uh, the Portland coach mentioned, and has 24 goals and 11 assists in 33 games with Stanford. She's 19, but has already seen time with the U.S. women's team. She decided after her sophomore year to just go pro right away and declare uh, instead of sticking around in Stanford. Number two pick, they picked up Morgan Weaver from Washington State, who the coach uh, says that she'll take a little bit longer to to work her way into the squad. I should mention that... um, 
Sky Blues, at this point, have acquired in the last month or so Mallory Pugh, McCall Zerboni, Midge Purse, Emily Sonnet, The Rights to Caitlin Food. This is turning into a very, very tough team to look past. They also got Evelyn Veens from the University of South Florida. It's kind of feeling like you're getting your first super club in NWSL, and they're going to just take over. Yeah, who thought it would be Sky Blues, though? Like, what? Yeah, you thought, you'd think it'd be like Chicago Fire, maybe like the rain, but nope. Yeah, Red, Red Stars have, uh, they've acquired Kilia Ohai from uh, Houston, as we talked about last week. But it's, it's man, I am getting a little afraid of the Sky Blues, who are also, you know, as we mentioned last week again, they, they have the rights now to play in Red Bull Arena. So it's, this could be their year to build some momentum, get a bunch of people in through the door, win a bunch of stuff. And dominate the the NWSL for the next twenty years to come. They'll become the liver. Oh no, Manchester United. No, um, City. Eh, no, it? not really. Uh, Definitely not Arsenal. Yeah, no, not <laughs> Arsenal. They'll become the Sky Blues of NWSL. Yes. Let's how about that? Huh? Let's let's hope that they do so well that Minnesota, some Minnesota billionaire, takes a look and says, "Hey, we should uh we should adopt that over here." All the billionaires listening to We Call It Soccer, we want an NWSL team here, y'all. Come on, make it happen. Um, should also mention a bit of news that came out of uh, the NWSL draft. Uh, the Utah Royals general manager, Stephanie Lee, uh, told media that the draft allocation money, or after the draft, she said that the allocation money is actually cash that changes hands. So I'm just imagining like those old-timey like cartoon bags of cash with like dollar bill signs on them, <laughs> like the GMs walking around with those. <laughs> And then monocles, top hats, cigars. I was thinking more like shady drug deal. It's like, you know, it's a silver uh, you know, a case. <laughs> and then, and they're handing back and forth. So you, you, you're, you've got a little bit more of a contemporary perception, whereas yes. I'm going old-timey. Yes, with a, it. Monopoly man with a bag of money. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Monopoly men with bags of money, let's go to the league that uses allocation money as Monopoly money, which is uh, MLS. Where uh, Minnesota United had this kind of huge, uh, huge time making a bunch of moves, Sasha. So the first signing is going to be the most exciting one, and we have to talk about it. it's Louis Amarilla. Didn't uh, this happen like weeks ago? Apparently, Mark Fangmeyer found out like before anybody else, and we signed the guy. I I didn't I didn't think this was something that still needed to be announced. No, no, he's he's fresh. He's just landed here Thursday, Notch. And and he stayed. He didn't just like, oh, fuck this. I made a huge mistake. So I had to rip up the contract. Bye-bye. It, it, it would be our luck that he comes, flies in right before a snowstorm and says, nope. See, in my mind, I'm seeing him, like, turn around in the, like, aircraft, like, getting off air. And Mark's there, like, I was here for you, man. I've been looking forward for you so long. Are you kidding me? And then he just looks at Mark. He's like, you're the idiot who's been tweeting at me. Okay, all right, I guess I'll stay now. <laughs> and you'll, then you'll sign a whole bunch of things for Mark. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, okay, so this guy, he's 24, he's Paraguayan. What else? You, you've watched a few videos of this he, dude? Yeah, and I'm like, he's he's six foot, you know, so he's got a good height for a striker. Uh, the impression I get from him is that he's kind of acrobatic. He scores with other parts of his body that aren't his feet. And yet he's very capable in, like, to be able to turn and shoot with his feet at, at like, any time, so... I'm excited, and I know everyone wants to be, you know, skeptical when we talk about highlights and players, but I got a good feeling about this. Young players, a young striker, he's in that golden zone, like 24 to 27. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot that could happen with the signing. I think I get a few flashbacks of, like, he's had one double-digit goal season. 
<laughs> in his life. So, um, uh, getting flashbacks to a player who uh, I still don't know if he's coming back this year or not. We're not really sure. But anyway, um, let's see what happens with Luis Amarilla. I'm happy and excited that he's here. Also, I'm pretty sure his name is Amaria, but we'll see. Uh, maybe it's going to be one of those things where, you know, everyone else calls him Amaria and then we say Amarilla and he's like, actually, you're the only ones who got it right. Okay, no, I don't think that's right. Hey, but uh, there have also been other signings this uh, this this week. A goalkeeper I'm very familiar with, Tyler Miller. And I want to give a shout out to former uh, producer Nick. He wanted uh, Tyler two years ago, thought he would be a great signing. Uh, I'm ecstatic. Because my first reaction when I heard this was, he's not bad. Tyler Miller <laughs> used to be with the Sounders, correct? Yes, and uh, and he had a couple games. He wasn't he wasn't a starter. Stephen Fry always held that spot. Uh, but then when he moved to LA, uh, he got a lot of good experience. I like watching him. I like I don't think poorly of him. So I thought it was very funny when uh, Tim McLaughlin, uh, photographer on uh, Twitter. He posted a picture of LAFC playing Minnesota United at TCF Bank Stadium and said only one of these players is still on Minnesota or only one of these players plays for Minnesota right now. And, you know, you look at the pictures, Christian Ramirez and like uh, uh, Calvo and Ibsen and all these guys. And you're like, who the hell is the Minnesota player who's still here? And then you're like, oh, that's right. That's Tyler Miller. And they're in goal for LAFC. Uh so, yeah, instant starter for Minnesota United. 150K of general allocation money. GAM, 50,000 in TAM. So, it's like, GAM, TAM, thank you, ma'am, to LAFC. <laughs> and uh, we did not make Tyler Miller the most expensive goalkeeper in MLS history like we would have to uh, veto. So, that's good. But uh, this is fair the well to a certain Vito Manone. Goodbye. I kind of... I'm kind of sad we didn't get to, like, properly wave goodbye. I hope he, like, comes back so he can, like, shake his hand yeah. and, you know, eat some pasta that his mother made, you know, and, like, be like, oh, you will do well uh, at your next place, Avito. Uh, was, that, was that, like, kind of... That was, that was pretty spot on, I think. Okay, that's how he, that's how he talks. He's Mario. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or <a> Luigi. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure if, if he's Luigi, who would be Mario? Would the, Dane St. Clair? No. Maybe I was thinking of another like I was thinking like Buffon trying to think of another like Italian keeper. <laughs> there you go. I think it would be like Almunia because when when Vito was at Arsenal, Almunia was starting. I think so. Almunia would be Mario. Yeah, in okay. the red, naturally. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. Fine. Hey, uh, we also signed New Zealand international defensive midfielder James Musa. Uh, this is I don't know. It's a good signing. It's kind of uh, patching the holes in our defense and midfield. Uh, he's. It's announced that he's not going to be ahead of like Dotson, Gregus, and Alonso, which makes sense. But it's also a good t- contingency plan to have someone in case we have multiple injuries or sicknesses. Uh, yeah, I mean he he's kind of been around the periphery of MLS quality. He played for Phoenix um, for the last I think two years, and, and he was part of that team that had like twenty unbeaten uh, games with with the Phoenix Rising. So in in USL, so. It's, I, I'm pretty excited about this guy. Like he, he, if he develops well, maybe he could be a replacement for Ozzy. And Ozzy, I I saw him get affected by age over at the Sounders, and that's is kind of showing more here at Minnesota. He's still a good player, but he's not as agile. So it's nice to have some kind of young young kid that we're bringing up from the USL. Well, not young, but he's in that right range, you know. And yeah, he could develop here, and I'd, I'd like to see him kind of replace that spot. We also picked up a couple more guys in the third and fourth round of the MLS draft. We picked up 
uh, forward Matthew Bentley, and then midfielder slash defender Andrew Booth. These were with the 88th and 96th picks. Uh, let's hope there's a little bit of Jack Elliott quality there, where he was picked in the uh, fourth round of the draft and ended up starting and doing well for the Union. So we shall see what we get from uh, Bentley and Booth. Uh, also should mention that the club has re-signed a certain Mr. Adrian Heath to a contract with... Uh, he signed for this year, and then the club, I believe, has an option for the next year after that. So, uh, hooray. We shall see what happens with him in the future. Hey, let's talk about other MLS news. Uh, first up, the Montreal Impact have reacquired Balou Tabla from uh, Barcelona. Do you remember this trade when he went from um, Impact to Barcelona? No. That was that was completely off my radar. This is very strange because I uh, this happened three years ago. So he was 17 years old, and then he went over to Barcelona. And I was like, "Whoa, Canadian guy going to Barca! Oh man, this is crazy! An impact too. This is uh, kind of massive. This could be the next Weston McKinney or something like that." And uh, he, you know, had um, 30 appearances for Barcelona B, and he came right back. So uh, Balou Tabla, not quite Barca caliber. Uh, no Barca DNA in his uh, in in his veins, but he's back at the impact. We'll see what he does. Whether he makes an impact for them. Uh, the Rapids have acquired a Danish midfielder, Yunus Namli, from a Russian club, FC Krasnodar, who's top of the you know Russian Premier League. Uh, I guess that's good for them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't he, know much about this guy. I don't watch Russian Premier League. He's a designated player, so um, hopefully we'll see his name. Pop up a couple of times. He's apparently a quick-footed number 10 known for his dribbling and creative ability. Uh, unfortunately, not known for goals and assists. He had one goal and one assist from uh, 18 games. I guess Shinishiki is going to have to do all the work then. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Rapids have also signed a 19-year-old Argentinian winger Brian Galvan from CA uh, Cologne on a pre-contract. Galvan will remain with Cologne before joining the Rapids in July. So good for them hey lafc you know we we snagged their keeper mr miller turns out there was a reason for that they've signed 34 year old dutchman kenneth vermeer who had more than 100 appearances with feyenoord in the dutch league um included a short loan to club brug and uh, he also spent nine years at ajax where he made another 102 appearances he has five eredivisie titles three johan cruyff shields which i don't know what they are but they sound impressive and a pair of dutch cups Hopefully he has more cups than that. I feel like two cups and, you know, two days you have coffee and then the cups are gone and you're reusing cups and they, like, build coffee residue. It gets disgusting pretty quickly. It seems kind of, uh, like, polarizing with these two LA teams. We'll touch on who LA Galaxy signed. But this star is, like, at the back, right? And this, He's actually a big name. And then we're going to hear another big name for their their rival club. Yeah, let's let's talk about who the Galaxy got, right? Yeah. Galaxy got Chikorito in um, a a, a move that blows apart the compensation for MLS. Uh, according to Sports Illustrated, they're going to be paying Sevilla, uh, Galaxy's going to be paying Sevilla transfer fee of 8.5 million euros, 9.4 million dollars. Same amount that Sevilla paid West Ham, by the way. It's a good bit of business by Sevilla right there. And it's a three-year guaranteed contract uh, and it's apparently laden with incentives. Uh, sounds kind of Hardly sexual. <laughs> and uh, his, apparently his guaranteed annual salary would be about $6 million. I'd bet that Kenneth Vermeer is probably earning a little bit less than that at LAFC. So, um, yeah, Chikorito is insane. 
the fact that uh, he's here. His, his overall salary is just under Vela and Altador, but he is, with his incentives, you'd easily be the best compensated player in MLS. Mm-hmm. It finally happened. This was like years in the making, Chikorito yeah. to MLS. But now I feel like maybe it's not warranted. Like I, I might be in a minority here, but I honestly think he is as good as he used to be. I think he's kind of fallen off. He went from Man U to West Ham. He went to Bayer Leverkusen. He's and he and like I understand like he's had multiple injuries and I like, but when I had him on my fantasy team at West Ham, he like he rarely got me points. So maybe it's gonna be a different. He's gonna turn over a new leaf here. Uh, you you look at Vela right. Who yeah. I think was also kind of one of these guys who was I, I don't think his his talent was kind of dropping off as much as the fact that he was he was he's said to be putting in less effort and he's come here and like completely blown apart MLS. So I think your criticism is on point, but that shouldn't prevent Chicorito from being an exceptional player in this league. And I think only time will tell whether um whether that, that kinda I think sometimes also some of these players they come to MLS and they find themselves a little able to kind of relax a little bit more uh stress wise which can be really good for them to get their form back um so we'll see if that's the case or whether he turns into another rafa marquez or (laughs) something like that where you know he's a big name move but it's a huge flop i I think only time will tell um but i i do like this for the galaxy though kind of establishing again their credibility uh, as like we just don't we, we don't just sign like the zlatans of this world big players a lot of money but we sign players who People really want to see here. Like, Chikorito is going to draw huge crowds, right? Yeah, like, he definitely is. Like, he has been in high demand. Like, four right. years ago when there were, there were rumors about it. Like, people wanted him, so... And, and I mean, LAFC was kind of drawing up all of this credibility in the area. They were, like, drawing a lot of the Mexican Heritage fans. Whereas LA was kind of pushed off... To, Galaxy was pushed off to the side, being like, oh, you're, you're Carson's team now. And this, again, brings that kind of more local credibility you're bringing in a player who's beloved to the community around you mm-hmm. uh maybe that that gets him back into the hearts of angelinos i, I don't know we'll have to see yeah. um hey bwp speaking of uh, uh people who'll be in the hearts of the local angelinos noted uh you know uh californian Bra- bradley Wright <laughs> phillips uh, is training with lafc after having left the red bulls no idea yet if he'll be signing with them lafc has also added uh, another player, young uh, South American 20-year-old defensive midfielder Jose Cifuentes on a transfer from Ecuador's America de Quieto. And uh, they, they traded 100 grand of allocation money, GAM, to Orlando for his rights. So, good. good, good, good. Hey, a couple of moves uh, from uh, Nashville. Uh, they've um, acquired a Cameroonian youth team midfielder, Ta Brian Anunga. As uh, Minnesota United proved, expansion teams signing young Cameroonians, the ticket to MLS success. <laughs> um, he was at the Charleston Battery. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a good club, and it's good that we're we're pulling up from USL, right? Because it's always that's always kind of been kind of the joke, right? That we didn't do it with N- NWSL. Mm-hmm. And now we're showing the proper support. So hopefully he's successful. Yeah, I, I really hope so. He's apparently the U20 captain for Cameroon. Hey, National also showed off their new kits, which are basically Columbus crew, but uh, urine colored. So a slightly different shade of yellow. <laughs> totally. totally. That's, that will really sell. Right? Uh, speaking of selling, World Soccer Talk reports that MLS has 
sold the rights to broadcast the league across 11 countries to be in sports. These are Asia-Pacific nations and uh, does not include China. Interestingly, does include New Zealand, Minnesota United. Now, I think we have two or three Kiwis. Yeah, we have three. Yeah. yeah. So we should be the natural favorite. Yeah, we're New Zealand's team now. Yeah, yeah fuck. They, they'll be like, forget our national team. It's all Minnesota United from now on. Uh, and uh, let's also talk about the fact that there's been a rumor that uh, Nekaha from Mexico knew that Brian Fernandez had relapsed on his substance abuse issues when they sold him to Portland. Oof. Big oof. Yeah. Um, if that's true, that's... That's horrible. I mean, it kind of like destroys trust between clubs and leagues, right? It kind of makes you. It almost makes it look like Liga MX is 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 shady, but this, that might not be the case because the source is. It, it's is it's unreliable. a tabloid. Yeah, it's a tabloid called San Cadia, which does not apparently have a lot of respect in Spanish speaking circles. Um, if this report is true, it does become something that's like a FIFA level issue because that, that's, I mean, that's a disclosure problem, massive disclosure problem. Brian Fernandez also just reminder to those of you who are like, who is that? Is the guy who um, had our ex-producer Nick Rodriguez uh, almost ejected from his field level seats because he, he, he said something to Brian about don't spit on me because Brian had spit on someone else and Brian got threatened by being told not to spit on Nick. So... Uh, also, Brian Fernandez scored a bunch of goals for Portland and left because of a issue with the substance uh, abuse program in Portland. So, hope he finds himself healthier in the future. Hey, Orlando has acquired midfielder Junior Us Urso via a transfer from Brazilian side Corinthians. This guy's thirty. He's about he's he's gonna make more than the maximum salary, but it's unclear what his uh, whether he's gonna be a TAM level player or he's gonna be a DP. Any relation to Jane Orso from the Star Wars? Uh... <laughs> well she's senior or so he's junior or so, <laughs> so she, she's senior or so okay yeah um this dude appeared in 48 matches and they won a title with him there so hopefully this helps orlando also acquired peruvian goalkeeper pedro galese he's 29 62 appearances for the peruvian national team including the 2018 world cup Mostly played at Peruvian clubs, but had a stint at Veracruz in Mexico. Fire have signed Robert Barrett. Did you see this announcement, Sasha? No, I just found out about today. Uh, The video is freaking fantastic because it's basically a video of, like, they they show a bunch of shots of Chicago and then they show a bunch of shots of a bar in Chicago. There's a shot of an old style. Then you see, like, a bottle of Malort being opened, a shot being poured, and it slid down the bar. Robert Barrett, the new player, gets, grabs it, drinks it, and says, Thank you, Chicago. I'm happy to be here. No, like, grimace or anything. He just, like, downs the Malort looking happy. <laughs> and uh, that's a pretty good one. That's a good unveiling. Uh, but how was it saturated a lot with the new Chicago logo, though? Because that would be the one downside to it. Right, right. <laughs> I'm also expecting other teams to, like, ape this announcement. Now, Minnesota with their next big signing, like, it's like a bunch of shots of Minnesota, the snow, and then you go to, like, your grandma's kitchen. She grabs a hot dish, slides <laughs> it across the counter. The guy grabs it, hand burns. Then he grabs a bite of it. Like, mm, mayonnaise and Cheetos. Mm, delicious. I was just thinking getting a really greasy blue sea and just, like, sliding that across. <laughs> <laughs> In KC, it's like, they, they take up the r- r- rack of ribs of barbecue just throw it to the guy <laughs> grabs it and just splat <laughs> <laughs> oh man Montreal it's like a bunch of poutine gets like lobbed at the guy it'd be the year of food fights for yeah. player announcements 
Chicago Fire have also mutually agreed to part ways with uh, Marcelo, who came on board with a $500,000 transfer fee in the last offseason from uh, Sporting. So, and just made 12 starts. Big oof. Um, speaking of big oofs, Cincinnati have parted ways with three players, Fernando Adi, Jimmy Haig, and Emmanuel Ledesma. Number one, Jimmy Haig, third string keeper, whatever. Uh, Emmanuel Ledesma actually played well uh, for a while. Well, as well as you could play for Cincinnati, 31-year-old uh, dude who had come up with them from USL. But then Fernando Adi, though, that's the big oof right there. Dude was with Portland. He was pretty good between, like, 2014 and 2017. Then he made this big move to Cincinnati where he joined them in USL with an eye to, like, move up. And complete train wreck. Managed to make, I think it was 12 appearances as a DP. That's that's unheard of in our league. That's atrocious, <laughs> man. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. You wonder at this point if this was, like, a Cincinnati, like, political problem. Was it a locker room issue? Like, what's going on here? Like, d- would you want Fernando Adi, say, in Minnesota? Like, I don't know if he'd fit the system, but, like... Yeah. When, when you see a player having just 12 appearances after this huge hype transfer as a designated player, are, do you think a coach that you like or a team... Or forget Minnesota. No. Would you like the Sounders to go for, like, Adi if he wasn't a Portland player? Uh, he wouldn't be a starter, though. That's the thing. That's like based on recent, like right. what happened recently. He wouldn't be. Well, I'm I'm so I'm doing a bad job setting up this hypothetical. I'm just trying to get an idea. Yeah. When you see a player with with a record like this, if your team needed a guy like that, would you be like afraid to sign someone like this because he flamed out so spectacularly, or would you be like, that's a good deal and let's get him back to his 2017 form? That's tough. Honestly, I don't know. I I I like. I take him at Seattle because I trust Seattle system. Seattle has has the ability. I wouldn't trust him at Minnesota. Yeah. I want I wouldn't pick it up in Minnesota. I don't. I wouldn't want to take that risk. It would feel like a risk here. It wouldn't. It feel like less of a risk at other clubs. Okay, so it just kind of depends on how yeah. much confidence you have on the system yeah. and like the people in charge. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, FC Cincinnati have also transferred away Leandro Bertone to FC Thun, uh, the Swiss Super League. This is important because Bertone. Scored their first goal. Oh. And he's gone now. Mm. Poor Cincy. And SKC have given Tamilia a contract extension to 2022. Kind of like a duh moment for them. Um, Whitecaps have signed winger Christian DeJourne from Bogota FC. 26-year-old Colombian. He ho- hoisted the 2019 Copa Sudamerica while on loan with uh, Ecuadorian club Independiente. And uh, he's got an MLS contract through 2021. So some good bit of business. Whitecaps rebuilding. They've also signed 22-year-old Canadian-born left-back Christian Gutierrez from uh, Colo Colo, my favorite <laughs> freaking club in South America. Uh, Chilean. Chilean club, Colo Colo. Did, did Amaria, like he was also si- like rumored to be going to Colo Colo, right? Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I think this is... And I want to get back to Whitecaps. Like they, they desperately needed kind of an overhaul on offense. Well, overhaul in general. Because Freddie Montero wasn't doing much for them and they kind of fizzled out so yeah hopefully like this they these new signings kind of make cascadia a couple a little more a little spicier yeah and i mean again we've we've talked on the pod all through last year about how mark dos santos is a good coach and it's kind of been stunning to see how he has had trouble at the white caps you really hope for the best for him um succeeding and i think a couple of big moves like this are are 
putting things in the right direction there. So, hey, Atlanta have added Edgar Castillo. Um, they've also uh, loaned out Andrew Carlton to Indy 11. This was reported by Jeff Reuter for the entire 2020 season. So that's kind of interesting to see that Carlton, who's been stocked off as a really hot new prospect, well, turns out he might need some time in the lower leagues before he comes back. Houston Dynamo have acquired goalkeeper Marco Marich on a permanent transfer from TSG Hoffenheim using Tam. He's 24, so that could be a good move. Yeah, another smart move from Tab Romas. He's he honestly think I think he's doing the best in this offseason. He's getting he's kind of getting all the good deals, and you kind of it's starting to worry me that they're gonna be because they had a good start to the last season. Like they're gonna be the team to beat in the West this this season. Yeah, kind of scares me. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Houston, Miguel Ibarra still hasn't found uh, a new team from what I can tell, which is kind of odd. Yeah, we've seen like I've seen that he's practicing with like, with Christian, but it's it's weird that no club has picked him up. I thought maybe Dynamo or Portland would pick, like jump on him. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see. I think his there's probably a sticking point on um the terms of the deal is what I would guess because, you know, the, uh, he, he's what kind of player where you can point to the paycheck and be like, well, I don't think we're paying you as much as you were earning in Minnesota uh, based on the performance. But maybe he thinks that it was the situation here that caused his performance to dip. So maybe he thinks he sh- I don't know. I'm, I'm just speculating so that I could see an agent having kind of these longer discussions with club that draws out. And so maybe he signs after a while and. Like you're saying, like every he does every year, he's off in California, still training and keeping fit. So hope for the best for him. I I really want him to end up in Houston because so we can see how yeah. Ibarra, Ramirez, and Quintero do together. Yeah, oh, that would be great, right? And also, I like it. Would, I think it would probably confuse a lot of Minnesota supporters, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> but we see the counterfactual, right, yeah. to Minnesota. Like everyone's like, well, they've just been given a chance. Now we'll see. Now yeah. we'll see mm-hmm. if that happens. So that that's the only reason why I want that to happen. Hey, DC United acquired Peruvian winger Edinson Flores from Liga MX's Morea. He's 25, 12 goals and 6 assists in 47 matches. Key member of the squad that uh, won the 29 or just completed the 2019 MX Apertura and uh, advanced to the playoff semifinals with the Morea. So uh, good luck to DC with him. Rapids have conferred there. Acquisition of Nicholas Benize, uh, who used to play for Toronto, but then was at Gwengamp. So we'll see what happens with uh, Nicholas Benier. Hey, some uh, U.S. women's national team news coming up. Uh, they have the uh, CONCACAF Olympic qualifying tournament coming up. Have you? Uh, did you know about the format of this one? Have you, have you heard no. about it before? So yeah, this was kind of news to me as well. Um, turns out that CONCACAF has an eight-team tournament. Uh, for Olympic qualifying and it's interesting because the results that you're most interested in isn't the final which is just kind of a bragging rights it's actually the two semifinals because two teams from this eight team tournament go through and it should also be mentioned that uh, every single year since uh, 2004 we have seen the U.S. go through so this should be one of those like kind of um shoe in like yeah in fact, in fact, the U.S. have uh, been the winners of this tournament every year since 2004. So, but, you know, it's a new coach. It's a new squad. So, we'll see. I'm, I'm confident. And like, like well, after the season the U.S. women's have had, like, U.S. women have had, it kind of feels like we're unstoppable. Like, we can, ha- we have so many players we can just throw into positions and still win. So, yeah. 
<laughs> I think it's it's the Minnesotan sports fan in me that's kind of uh, needlessly paranoid about things. Hey, well, we should mention the rosters for this tournament are limited to 20 players, which is still two more than will be permitted to go to Tokyo. But, however, 20 still significantly lower than the 28 players who were in camp. So there have been some pretty significant cuts here. Number one, Mallory Pugh was one of the more... Uh, controversial omissions. Uh, U.S. coach Vladko Andonovsky has said that Pew had been inconsistent in camp, and while she has a shot for making the roster of the Olympics itself, how she performs with Sky Blues will be a significant factor in whether she makes it to the Olympics, and uh, he wasn't confident enough to take her to the this qualifying tournament. Some other players who have found themselves got Artiana Davidson, Morgan Bryan, Ali Long... Um, you're also finding a few others, uh, Midge Purse, Jane Campbell, Casey Short, and Sophia Smith, who was, of course, just the number one draft pick. So, uh, some, some moves there happening, uh, Vladko making his, uh, kind of putting his own, own stamp on the team there, and we'll, we'll see how they do in the, in the games that are coming up. They're going to face Haiti in January 28th, Panama January 31st, and Costa Rica on February 3rd. Uh, the games will all be at BBVA Compass in Houston. So we'll, we'll we'll see how that tournament goes. Pretty excited for that. Let's talk about uh, the Premier League, Sasha. What's What's been going on in England? Well, Liverpool is uh, running away for, with it. Uh, at this point, it's, you know, it's mid-January and they got a 13 or 11 point lead depending on the result of today. Um, so I'm going to talk about my club who doesn't really have a hope to even crack the top three. Uh <laughs> It's it's it is the, like these dark days. Uh, Arsenal drew with Sheffield one one. Uh, we scored first. It was a great like cross in from Zaka to Martinelli, and then in very Arsenal fashion, we gave away and had a draw with to Sheffield. It's like our eleventh draw, the most in the league this year, and the other three teams that are even close to us uh, in regards to draws are Wolf, the Wolves with ten and uh, Crystal Palace with nine. And Sheffield also now with nine, and they're all above us. Uh, that's pretty shocking, man. That's that's really <laughs> scary. We were, we're, I mean, we're we're playing like a tenth place team, and we're in tenth place. So, what do you think about Arteta? Is he gonna, you think, fix things? Are you confident? He he is like the new hope. I I I do. I'm confident he's gonna fix things. I think he's already fa- uh, like fixed morale and like personal issues on the team. They seem to not go out there with this idea of like this feeling of apathy, where like we're just content to be mediocre. They look like they're playing to win. He seems to know how to use uh, Pepe. Like, if there's one big hope, it's that this new signing we have is is actually starting to flourish. He's showing that he can connect. His runs are amazing. He's starting to beat people on the wing. So, yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that next season we're we actually have a chance for a trophy. Getting back to this season, yeah. Liverpool beat Manchester United two nil today, Ooh. and they are now 16 points. 16 ahead at yeah. the top of the table so uh, we shall see Caleb's still probably shitting bricks and not confident but uh, one of the things that will help him feel a little bit better was the most aptly named uh, fixture MC Cry which is Match <laughs> City uh, Crystal versus Crystal Palace 2-2 tie which uh, yeah wow ball trot Pep Guardiola exposed uh, Roy Hudson apparently uh, <laughs> did you see this Hudson quote no about Guardiola uh, he was apparently after this game uh, asked about uh, uh, to to make a comment, and he decided to say, "I was asked, what can you learn from Pep Guardiola? I wish I had thought of the correct answer, which is to lose. Today we didn't. I didn't learn my vessel. 
I didn't learn my lesson well enough. Oh, I, I got to say, I love European banter. Right? <laughs> Apparently, Roy Hodgson doing better as a Liverpool coach, as a Crystal Palace coach, than when he was at Liverpool. Hey, Newcastle played Chelsea. You watched this game. Newcastle yeah. won 1-0. Yeah, uh, this was a lot of, like, a whole bunch of nothing. It was, like, Chelsea's offense getting all the way up to the box and then getting pushed back by Newcastle's defense for 90 minutes of a 0-0. And then uh, Newcastle just, you know, got the miracle goal in the 94th minute. And uh, stole the points from Chelsea, so I'm glad about that at least. Wolves beat Southampton 3-2, and uh, Watford and Tottenham tied 0-0. Harry Kane-less Tottenham here. Yeah, this one, uh, I'm pretty sure was swearing in the bar, because Tottenham pretty much got a goal. The ball was almost completely over the line, except for 10 millimeters, and then got saved. And ten millimeters, like they showed, they showed the graph, and I'm like, I couldn't even see it. Like I'm like, that ball's over. Like, what? yeah, <laughs> Oof. damn man, that that's tough. I really think that's tough. There's no good way to kind of adjudicate that. Like you can't, you gotta be like, if it touches the line, because then sometimes the ball will be like ten millimeters onto the line, and there's always gonna be this problem. That's unfair, man. That's that sucks. Yeah. Uh, Bright Das Villa one one, Burnley beat Leicester two one. What the hell? Leicester were like flying high, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah, and this is this is surprising. Uh, like they even scored first. Uh, Harry Barnes came out and scored in the thirty third minute, but then Leicester came back with Chris Wood and Ashley Westwood scoring in the fifty sixth and seventy ninth minute. And uh, I guess it proves that you can't build Barnes if you don't have Wood. That's a horrible <laughs> pun, but it's the first thing that came to mind when I saw that. Leicester are still six points ahead of Chelsea in third place, so it's kind of impressive that they're still in the in the Champions League spots. So let's talk about Bundesliga before we go today. Uh, I hadn't looked at the Bundesliga table in a little bit, and uh, looking at now, RB Leipzig up top. What? Barnes second? How? McGladbach third, and then Dortmund in fourth? Yeah. What the hell, Dortmund? And they also almost lost to Augsburg yesterday. They did. Uh, this is probably the craziest game of the weekend from uh, Bundesliga. They started down to Augsburg. It was like 3-1. They uh, put in their new signing, Holland. Arling Harland yeah. from uh, RB La- uh, Salzburg. Yeah. And he goes on to score a hat trick. Uh, mind you, one of those was like major assistant from Jane Sancho. He, Sancho could have put it away, and he just gave it to Holland. So, but... Yeah, I mean, like that. This is like your dream start for a club, right? You come in when they're down, and then you yeah. you take him, and and a game that sh- they should have been comfortably winning against Augsburg. Yes. So anyway, crazy. Also in this game, by the way, uh, should mention that the sideline screens, the advertising screen, showed a link to mnufc.com and Forward Madison's website as well to buy tickets to their two exhibition games here in the United States. So pretty cool. Hey, Cole. Beat Wolfsburg 3-1, and it actually surprised me because Köln is right now sitting in 13th place, uh, quite safe from relegation, or I should say somewhat, because they're three points above the relegation line, or uh, the relegation playoff line at least, because right now it's going to be Werder Bremen in the uh, uh, relegation playoffs, Fortuna Dusseldorf and Paderborn going down. Um, I think it's, how many teams do the relegation playoff in uh, in Bundesliga? Is it like the... the uh, it's bottom three, right? I forget now. I I looked this up last year, but uh, I think it's 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 the third. I think the bottom two teams go down for sure. Oh, and the third place in a tournament, right? Just, yeah. yeah, they they do it. I believe with someone from the two Bundesliga. It's like a kind of, um, 
The bottom two finishers in Bundesliga are relegated to the two Bundesliga, but then the third place, the third from bottom finisher in the Bundesliga plays the third place finisher in the two Bundesliga in a little tournament to decide who gets that spot in the Bundesliga. And apparently the system had been used from 1981 until 1991 and then was reinstated in 2008-2009. I bet that was something you really wanted to know. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Mainz and Hertha Berlin also at risk of dropping into the relegation spots. Um, it's pretty close at the bottom of the Bundesliga table, but I won't bore you with that just yet. Uh, RB Leipzig played Union Berlin uh, in 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 the league. Yeah, this was this was actually the the best game to watch other than the Dortmund game. Uh, Union came out and they gave everybody hope. They scored in the tenth minute, like they just a blitz play that kind of like. I think it startled Red Bull Leipzig, uh, but then they quickly got back on their feet. Red Bull, Leipzig, uh, Red Bull Leipzig had multiple chances to score in the first half. They weren't able to do it. Came back in second half. Timo Warner with two great goals. Uh, the first one was close to unstoppable. Like he's at the top of the box and he just blasted right in the damn. center. Sorry, I said damn. Oh damn! Yeah, and uh, yeah, they win it three one. That's pretty incredible. Schalke beat Maglabach. 2-0, which uh, is why you see McLeodbach doing what they are in the table. And then Bayern beat Hertha Berlin 4-0, which is, again, why you see Bayern doing what they're doing in the table. Yeah, hopefully we hopefully Leipzig stays consistent and we don't have Bayern win. I know people dislike Rebel Leipzig for certain reasons, but I'd like to have a new winner in Bundesliga this year. So with that, that's all we had for you this week. Sasha, where can the good people find you on Twitter? I am at PickupLion, L-I-O-N. You can find me at LockstockSpock. You can find our other usual co-host, Caleb Olson at KOlson716 on Twitter. You can find this podcast at TWO. United fans and on fine podcast providers everywhere where you can tell your friends to find us. We really do enjoy having um, new listeners. So please, please tell your friends to, to come listen to us. And uh, this is the last episode where we are free of segments, just kind of trying to get through the news. Next week, we'll be back with more regular We Call It Soccer.